Thank you for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. This is Tony with an I and I am your host. And our topic for today is when desires become fulfilled. But before we get into the word of God, as always, we will always approach the throne of heaven to give God thanks. Heavenly Father, as we come before you this day, we just want to thank you, Father God, once more for your word that brings life and restoration. We want to thank you, Father God, for your word that speaks truth over every situation and circumstance that will ever happen in our lives. We want to thank you, Father God, that you do not leave or forsake us as your people, but that your heart until this day is still for us. We thank you, Father God, that you are still forgiving us of our sins as we continue to forgive those who have sinned against us. We repent of everything that we have done, oh God, that has grieved your Holy Spirit or anything that we have done that has come against you. We ask you in this moment, Father God, to guide us, to set, Father God, this day your will over our lives. May it begin, Father God, right now to take full effect in every area of our lives as we turn our lives over to you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It's in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, that I pray. Amen. So guys, thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. This is Tony with an I, and we are going to jump right into the word. Now, for years, I remember this scripture. I have known this scripture for such a long time. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've actually used this scripture against God. I think I truly have. I've brought it before him. And I wouldn't say I've, I've gone against him, but I've used this scripture so many times in the past to get what I want. And did I actually get what I wanted? Uh, no, I didn't. But the truth of the matter is I always heard people say, and this is since, I mean, maybe I was younger. I've heard people say, you know what? Sometimes you have to use the word of God when you go before him. And I totally believe that because I know that he doesn't lie. But I think without fully understanding what that meant, I use this scripture over and over again, almost as though I kept saying to God, God, this is what your word says. And because your word says this, you need to understand that I'm struggling and I need you to fix this situation. So before I keep talking about the scripture, let me read the scripture to you. It comes from Proverbs 13 and verse 12. It reads, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. Now I wasn't using this whole scripture to God. I only use one part of the scripture. And to be honest with you, it was literally because I never read the rest of the scripture. So I didn't even know that it existed for a very long time. So I kept going before God with my hopes and I would remind him, God, do you remember that your word says hope deferred makes the heart sick? My heart is sick, God. I am sick. I am weak. I am weary. I cannot keep going like this because you keep putting my hope off. You will not fulfill the thing that I've asked you for. And your word says hope deferred makes the heart sick. 
why would you want my heart to be sick if you love me? Listen, I legit have conversations like this with God. Like sometimes my prayers are very in depth and they're filled with scriptures. And I know when the Holy Spirit is moving through my prayers, but there are times where I'm just talking to God. And it is in those moments that I make a complete mess of my prayer. Not always, but very often. And so I took that one scripture for a long time and I kept going before God and I kept saying, God, hope deferred makes a heart sick. Hope deferred makes a heart sick. My heart is sick, Lord. I need you to fulfill the thing that I have been praying for, the thing that I've been hoping for, the thing that I have been trusting you for. And I prayed and I cried because very often when I want something, and this is not always a need, when I want something, I can be a very big baby before God. And I don't always show my emotions before other people, but I do not play to lay it all on the table when I go before God. So I used this scripture for such a long time. And one day, I don't remember what I was doing. I was reading something and it referred me back to the Bible. And as I was reading through Proverbs 13, I actually landed on hope deferred makes the heart sick. And lo and behold, what do you know? There was a comma and the scripture continued. It did not end at hope deferred makes a heart sick. It actually says at the end of the scripture, but there is a but, and isn't it like God to put a but in there? But when desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. Now, I just want to break down the entire scripture of Proverbs 13 verse 12. And I know it's not long, but I still want to break it down a little bit here, especially seeing that I abused this scripture for so long. I think it's time for me to set the record straight. So hope refers to expectation. So first of all here, it says hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope refers to expectation. So for those of us who have been expecting something from God, that is what our hope is, is an expectation from our heavenly father. Then it says when this hope, when this expectation is deferred and the word deferred means to draw out or to prolong, which means it is taking so much longer than I have bargained for. And let's not forget something here for us. What is 10 minutes is not even a second in God's eyes. Like we are thinking that this is taking years, centuries, forever and an eternity. And in God's eyes, he literally sees this little thing or this little time that we are thinking is taking forever. It is but a second in his eyes. So once again, to defer means to draw out or to prolong. So for us, it is taking forever ever and an eternity for this one thing to happen. But guys, what I want to bring you back to is something very significant here, right? Second Peter three, verse nine. Now, second Peter three, verse nine is talking about the coming of God. It's talking about when God comes back to redeem this earth, but we are going to use just the context of it to understand something here. It says the Lord does not delay as though he were unable to act. 
He is not slow about his promise as some count slowness, but is extraordinarily patient towards you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. So this is saying for those of us who've always heard our grandparents or somebody else say, oh, God is coming. God is coming. And we're like, yeah, God has been coming since I was a child. Why is he not here yet? Well, I would like to answer that question for you today as well by reading second Peter's three or second Peter three verse nine. It clearly tells us it's not because God isn't coming to redeem this earth. It isn't because God is not coming back. It is because according to his word, he is patient towards us, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. So very often we feel as though God why didn't you come yet? You've been, we've been hearing this story, but we do not understand that though we may think we are in a place of repentance and ready to meet our Lord God and Savior as though he is our friend, our father, and not a judge. Very often we are so lost where that is concerned because there is much repentance left for us to do. There is so much more work left for us to do as his people because he has given each and every single one of us purpose while we are here on this earth. But the word of God says, it is not as though he isn't coming back, but he is being patient that none of us should perish, but that when he sent his son, Jesus Christ to die on that cross for our sins, that we would all be able to receive that salvation. So he's allowing us an opportunity to receive the freely given gift of salvation by Jesus Christ. God is not slow in doing what it is that he has promised. So his coming back was promised to us. He isn't slow in doing that. It is the same way with this hope that we have, this expectation that we have of him. Though it may be deferred, though it seems prolonged, though it seems as if that thing that he has promised you has not happened, I need you to understand the same concept stands. He is not slow about his promise, but he is patient towards us. So many times we think we are ready for something and we are not ready. And very often it's not because, oh, there, there is a perfect time according to man. There is a perfect time according to God of this, we are sure. But if we are not ready for that thing that he is giving to us, that promise, that hope, that expectation, if he gives it to us before we are ready for it, guys, let me just reassure you because I can tell you I have been there. I have seen God give things to me that I thought I was ready for. I made a complete mess of it and I lost it. Let me just make this very clear. There are so many of us, even now, if you think back, there have been opportunities, 
that have presented themselves to you. Very often because our spiritual eyes are not fully open. We don't even recognize the opportunities and they're given to us and we allow them to pass us by. We are simply just not at a place where we are ready. And it is not just about your spiritual eyes being open. So many times, just because we are living in a state of either unrepentance or we're living in a state of unforgiveness or we're living in a state where we're just we're simply just not ready because whether it is we're still enjoying the things of the world and you have to understand this much is given to you much is required of you so God isn't going to give you something that he knows you are not ready for because very often what we end up doing is destroying that thing once again that deferment of your hope do not count it as God being slow remember he is being patient with you so instead of thinking like I thought for so many years God why are you deferring my hope start asking him right or Start taking the time to go before him and say, you know what, God, I recognize that I've been asking you for this thing and I, and I, and I need this thing, or I feel like I need this thing, or I want this thing, but you haven't given it to me. And I know your word says that you are not slow in the way we count slowness. So I ask you to open my eyes, Father God, I ask you to open my heart and my mind to your will that I may come into alignment and agreement with what it is you have over my life. Cause I know your plans for me are for good to give me a future and an expected end. Now guys, this is how we ought to use the word of God. We ought to come before him, understanding that his will is perfect. So when we come before him and we pray, we are not to use the scripture to blame and point fingers at God, because I did that for such a long time. And let me just tell you something. I learned to put my little finger down and to relax humble myself when I go before him, understanding that even when we pray the Our Father prayer, we say your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And if we truly do not mean that, we should not be praying that particular prayer. Let's just get that out there. So we need even in our everyday prayer, when you're not praying the Our Father prayer, we need to understand that our true desire should be for the will of God for his will is perfect now let's get back because I kind of went off track there for a little bit so once again it says hope deferred deferred means to prolong but let us get this clear we serve a God that is not prolonging things and is slow towards what he promised because he is being spiteful towards you but it is because he is being patient with us now that was second peter's three second peter three verse nine i don't know why i keep saying peter's i would like to have more than one peter i guess going on in the bible here but anyway we have first and second. We don't need any more than that. Okay. Anyway, so back to Proverbs 13, verse 12. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Now, I, I looked up, of course, I went into my concordance and I said, hmm, hope deferred makes the heart sick. What does that even mean that the heart is sick? And it says to be tired 
or to be weak. So it means that you've been expecting something for quite a while from God. And we're not talking about from men here because we cannot put our trust in men or women. I'm not just talking about men because I know people will take that out of context. You cannot be putting your hope in human beings, okay? So this hope that we have that is being deferred is because we've been waiting or expecting something from God and it has been prolonged. It's been a moment since we've been waiting and we haven't received that thing. The word of God says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. It means that your heart becomes tired and weak. It's as though you want to give up on this thing because I've hoped for it and I've prayed for it and I've waited for it for so long. And it's been so long that it has not happened that I am beginning to give up. But, but listen to the rest of the scripture, guys. But before you give up today, I want to remind you of this. When that desire is fulfilled, when that desire comes to pass, when that expectation is no longer an expectation, but it is presently here, the word of God says it is a tree of life. Now, I went into the scripture once again and I wanted to know, I know what a tree is, obviously, but I wanted to know what does it when it says life, what exactly is it referring to? And it says flowing like water to revive, to renew. That means that this hope that was once deferred, that was making your heart sick. When God finally gives you that desire that you've been longing for, you are renewed. That hope is once again renewed. Your trust in him is once again renewed. Your faith will be renewed. So I want to say something to every single person that will hear the sound of my voice today. If your heart has been feeling sick because your hope has been deferred because something that you have been longing for has not come to pass, let me give you a word of hope today. There is a but that comes after this heart that is sick. And it says, when that desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. Now, guys, I just want to pray today and I want to pray with all of you today for anyone who's had a hope that has been deferred. And if you've been like me, that you've just been holding on to the part where your heart is sick and you have not allowed yourself to see that the plan of God for you is to fulfill that desire in the right time. I just want to take some time today and I want to pray with you. Heavenly Father, as we come before you as your children, as we come before you as daughters and sons of the Most High God, we ask you, Father God, this day that you would visit us in her homes, in our cars, at our workplaces. It doesn't matter where we are in this moment. We ask you, Almighty God, that you would visit us. Visit us in such a way, my God, that your presence is overpowering us in whatever situation and circumstance we are in, where our heart feels sick, where we feel hopeless, where we feel faithless, where we feel like there is a burden that is upon our heart for the thing that we have been waiting on you for, oh God. We ask you in this moment to come in our midst, Almighty God, and give us your peace that surpasseth 
all understanding. Help us, oh God, to wait on you, Lord God, but not to wait in murmur and complain, but to wait patiently on you, knowing that your plans for us are for good. You do not, Father God, want to see us as your children suffer. Your word even tells us if men who are imperfect can give good gifts to their children, what will you withhold from us? You've given us Jesus Christ, your only son to die on Calvary's cross, a sinner's death. Not even that did you hold back from us, Father God. What more will you hold back from us as your children? Lord God, for the hearts that are sick, for the ones that are burdened, Lord God, in this moment, I ask you, please, to hear their cry, oh God. We know that even our tears you bottle up. We ask you, Lord God, lift the burdens from our hearts and from our minds, Lord God, and fill us with your presence, with your hope, with faith, Father God, in you and in you alone. For the one that is hoping and having faith in someone else or something else in this moment, Father God, we lay down those idols because that is what they have become to us. We lay down our hope in people. We lay down our hope in things, in finances, in circumstances, and we put our trust and our hope solely in you. We ask you, Lord God, forgive us. Forgive us of the error in our ways. Forgive us when we have walked, Father God, according to our own desires and not according to your will. Have mercy on us, Father God, in our imperfection and help us to seek you always and forever. Father God, always bowing down our lives and everything else that we so greatly hold on to before you. Understanding, Father God, that it is when we trust in you, it is when we hope in you and you alone that this tree of life, this desire will be fulfilled. When your time is right, oh God. When your time is right, oh God, and not our own, we ask that your will be done. We ask that you help us every day to live, Father God, fulfilling our purpose here on this earth, being busy with the things of Christ until that time comes when you give us, Father God, the very desires of our hearts. We ask you now, Father God, to go before us in our workplace. We ask you to go before us with our conversations with our friends and our families today. May it be filled with you, your presence. May it be filled with hope. May we not think about, Father God, the hope that is being deferred, but may we think about the desire being fulfilled and that tree of life that comes from it, that renewal that comes from that, oh God. We love you. We adore you. I trust you, Father God, for I know you will not lie and you will do as you have promised to us as your people. We pray for the hearts of the ones who do not yet know you, that you would draw them to you, Father God, that they may also see that you are not being slow, but your heart is not that one would perish. We love you. We adore you and we thank you once more. In Jesus name we pray amen so guys thank you for joining me for another episode of touring with god and today my hope for you i declare this over my own life and i declare this over your life today that the lord god almighty will fulfill the desires of your heart and that it may be a tree of life for you like a flowing river of fresh water i pray today for you guys 
guys, that no matter what it is that you've been asking God for, that you would come in alignment with his will so that in the right time, when he does the very thing that he has promised, you will feel that renewal, that restoration, that hope being renewed. And I hope to see you guys next week, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Bye.